What's up, Buffalonians? It's your boy, Nick English. If you want the facts, the stats, and all the sports info in the 716, you have come to the right place. This is English Encore, Buffalo's favorite sports channel. I'm your host, Nick English. With my co-host, Zach Hamill, we are back after the Christmas season to give you another NBA podcast episode. Zach, how we doing? Good, man. What's going on? Not a lot. You know, it's finally good to have some NBA hoops back. Um, it's really nice having five day or five games on Christmas, getting to sit down and just watch those games. Uh, so we'll kind of start there. What are some of your, you know, just general thoughts on the first, you know, week or so of games? Any players or teams that have really stood out to you, good or bad? Uh, yeah, there's a few things I've seen. Um, I, I was I was kind of down. I was I was in a wait and see mode on Atlanta. Um, there are a lot of people that are a little higher on them than me. It seems like, at the very least, they're going to be able to outscore pretty much anybody. You know, um, they're just humming on offense. Trey is really good. He's really hard to guard. They have shooters everywhere now, and if they can learn how to stop somebody, they're going to be pretty scary. They're the team that I feel like I when there's a bunch of games on, I feel like I'm clicking on them now because they're they're really fun to watch. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, I'm kind of concerned about the Warriors. Um, they've looked pretty rough. I know Draymond hasn't been playing. I know that'll be a big piece because he kind of gets the offense going and facilitates a lot of things, especially for Steph, giving him his open looks. Um, I know you were never a huge fan of Kelly Uber. I thought he'd be a little bit better, but he's been absolutely awful outside of just having, like, one insane dunk every game. Yeah, he's been really bad. Um, but I'm a little concerned, and I think you and me, when we were kind of texting back and forth about the games a few times, uh, I think we're both kind of regretting having them in, like, that bottom 7-8 spot-ish for the playoffs because I don't think uh, – I don't know if they're going to get there. Yeah, I know. It's – um, Draymond will definitely help, but it's just you look at the rest of their guys in this team, and they're just there's the talent's not there. You know, it's like Damian Lee and Jordan Poole, and you know Wiseman looks like he might be really good one day, but you know he's still a rookie and he's going to make mistakes. It's just it's not the days of when it's not Steph and Clay. It's like Livingston and um, Barbosa and David West and guys like guys that are good players. You know, in the role spots, these guys are are now it's it's Wiggins and Ubre. Are the best of it, and they're very feast or famine. They don't exactly step into a role and do the dirty work. You know, their their talent is to be able to get hot and give you a quick ten points. And the Warriors don't really need that. They need people to lock up and play defense, and pass and rebound and do all the stuff that you know they had Bogut for and um, Iguodala to a point. It's just you know this, they they have the star still. They just don't have um, a very good system around him anymore. Yeah, and I think one of their only good bench players, and Marquis Chris, he's out for the year now. Injuries are already starting to add up. Jaw's going to be out, looks like, at least three to six weeks with that high ankle sprain. Uh, Dinwiddie being out for the season is a huge blow for the Nets. However, in watching their first few games, if KD and Kyrie stay healthy, uh, yeah, they're going to be a problem. <laughs> yeah, they look like they didn't really miss a beat. It's crazy. Um, it looks like Durant's right back in the finals from two years ago, didn't he? Yeah, I mean, he's just – it's so – his game's so smooth. And I think immediately, like, people were kind of questioning him coming off the injury. And if he returned to being a top 
you know, five, six player, I'm like, he's already a top two, three player already back. Right. I agree. And I, I, you know, last year they were like the fun scrappy nets, but when you knock Levert and Harris from, you know, your one and two or wherever you want to rank it, you know, if you knock them down to your four and five, it's terrifying. They're getting wide open looks now. And I just don't know how you keep up with these guys if they stay healthy. Yeah, and then one other team I wanted to kind of talk about real quick because I think we talked about it a little bit, um, the Wizards. So, I'm, Yeah, I'm watching them right now, actually. They're playing the Bulls. Yeah, I, I just got the uh, – I just got like a Bleacher Report update of a nasty Beal move and score. Um, I don't – like to me right now, I've watched two of their games and I feel like there's really – I don't know what they expected with the Westbrook wall swap because they're still bad. And I mean, Westbrook's going to get his triple doubles and whatnot, but he's just not, I don't think it's going as well. I know it's early, but I just don't think it's going to like get a t- I mean, it'll get better. I just don't know if it's even going to get them into the playoffs. Yeah. I thought, I thought they'd be comfortably in, you know, not one or two, but I thought they would, wouldn't be fighting. Now I think they'll be fighting. Um, Westbrook is just doing his empty calorie Westbrook stuff again, where it's like the numbers are there and there's some tweet from the Wizards about how only the third quarter, but it's like, yeah, you're down by eight. And and he, I think they might work it out. They have talent there. And Hashimura, I actually am pretty high on. He hasn't played yet. But if that's what you're banking on, you know, you're in trouble. And um, Westbrook needs to, Westbrook's energy is there. and He's obviously wants to prove a point because he keeps getting traded, but they got to play through their best player, who's Beal. And I think he, is not the kind of like loud kind of guy that's going to be like, you know, yelling at guys in the locker room. That's Westbrook. But until they pivot to playing through him and have Westbrook do the, you know, ancillary stuff, they're going to keep, you know, putting up triple doubles and losing games. Yeah. And I'm interested to see tonight the Rockets play the Kings and Wall, Boogie, and Gordon are finally coming off the COVID list. Harden yeah, obviously they, they, still looks Kings, incredible. Too. Kings are fun. Yeah. Arden still looks incredible. I'm interested what Wall looks like in regular season because in preseason he was shooting the three ball pretty well. Obviously that's preseason though, so like it doesn't really matter. But I'm going to see how they kind of work now, and then we'll see what Harden and the trade stuff goes on. Um, but let's go to NBA over under. We talked about it last episode. Um, we are each going to go through kind of three teams we think are going to beat the over for their games projected to win, and then the under. So let's start with the under. Um, let's just go – you give me your three teams, I'll give you my three, and then we'll kind of just go into a discussion. Okay, I actually – I had three total. I didn't do three of each. Oh, that's fine. I have a couple, that's fine. A couple pro. I can, I can grab a couple of quick ones, though. But um, So, you know, we were talking before the season about the how tight the West is and everyone was trying to figure out who's going to be the odd man out. Yeah, and we talked about the Warriors – I do think people may have jumped the and me included for sure, um, have jumped the gun on Dallas. Um, there's just not a lot there. They ask him to do a lot, and he's not hardened. And their numbers at 42 and a half, and everyone's got to remember these are out of 72, not 82, so don't think we lost our minds. Um, but I just, without KP, who I know he's coming back soon, but I doubt he's going to play every game when he comes back. Um, it's just not a whole lot there besides Doncic. And he hasn't really shot the ball great yet. I'm sure that'll work itself out. But they came out last year and went were like 31 and 10 or something nuts. I mean, I'm, I'm definitely um, exaggerating there. But then they ended the year like 500. And I think maybe I overlooked that. 
and I would go under on them at 42 there. I think, you know, they're going to be fighting in the playing game. I mean, I think, you know, I don't want to overreact to too much because they did just whoop the Clippers ass by 50, but the other three games they played, they haven't looked good at all. And I think that, um, you know, 42 and a half is going to be like a five, six seed in the West, I think. And I don't think they're there. Yeah. And I think we kind of talked, touched on it a little bit. I think a few episodes ago, them losing Seth Curry, I think is actually hurting them more than they thought. And like Josh Richardson's a good player, but losing Seth Curry's offense and shooting ability, like I don't think people understand how much more that opens up a court for a player like Luca because of his passing ability that if Luca is going to double teamed, he was just kicking it out to guys like Curry to bury threes. And Dude, now one, like, one day they're going to learn because Portland did the same thing with Seth two years ago. And they were like, where's our bench scoring? And it's like, I don't know. This guy is pretty good. I I totally agree with you. Yeah. And I just, I don't understand what they were thinking in that. Um, a team that I have for the under is actually the Blazers. They're at 41 and a half. I really liked their offseason. I just think the West is so strong. And just watching, like, I've only caught glimpses of a few of their games, but, you know, you saw them play the Rockets and they go to overtime and CJ and Dame are obviously insane and they end up pulling it out. But you're facing Harden, Christian Wood, and a bunch of, like, bench players without Wall, Cousins, Gordon. And they're still, like, pretty bad defensively. I thought Robert Covington was going to help that. I think Derek Jones Jr. is actually playing decently well for them. But Ennis Cantor, like, he's not really a huge defensive threat. And I still think when they face teams like the Lakers and they have guys like Anthony Davis and LeBron, they're just going to have trouble they're kind of almost like Atlanta unless they outscore you by a ton. Like they're going to be like very struggling to make the playoffs. I think they still will because of how good Dame and CJ are. Um, and I think their bench did get better and hoods or hoods back now, but um, I just don't know if they're going to get the over on the 41 and a half. Yeah. I, I'm that's what, that's one that I think will be real close because I did see their Lakers game the other day and it was just the best I've ever seen Derek Jones jr. Like you said, and Rodney hood play. I don't think that's sustainable at all. Um, but I will say, I think, yeah, the cancer mellow lineup on the, on the bench is just a sieve. They're going to get scored on every time, but if they get Zach Collins back soon enough, I think that will be huge just because he's a pretty good defender as you can play him in a small ball five or you can put him at the four and he'll rebound. But, um, yeah, I mean, they just, they're just like, um, they're, they're like the West Atlanta super talented point guard, you know, they got offensive pieces, but, um, they're not going to stop you. So if they have an off shooting night. No, there's really, there's really no hope. Yeah, I actually think I, I may have – maybe I misread, but I think I saw today that Zach Collins might have just had surgery again. Again? Yeah, yeah. on his ankle. He, he seems like that's going to be his career. He, he can't stay on the court very often. Yeah. Um, who do you have for an over? Um, the One of the not fun ones, I just think – I mean, I guess they actually are kind of fun, more fun than I thought. It's, I, Cleveland um, – the number on Cleveland is right with like Detroit and, and the Knicks at two and two and a half. I don't think they're world beaters. I do think, you know, the th- they just lost, but they're three and two. I don't think that's going to hold up, but I do think, I don't think they're in the dregs of the league. Like, like New York and Detroit are, I think they have a little bit more talent and Garland and Sexton seem like they both made a little bit of a leap, which, you know, four games is four games. We'll see. But, um, you know, Kevin loves you to miss a month. They'll be back. Um, but like Drummond and Larry Nance, they're professional basketball players. They know they're starters in this league. I think that um, Bickerstaff's a decent enough coach. I just think 
in the East, when you're playing Chicago and Indiana, and it's not like the greatest teams in the world, you're, there's enough wins there for you to get over 22 and a half. Yeah, I could agree with that. I mean, they have enough veterans and mixture of young talent that I think they're going to surprise some people. And I think the NBA start of the season's kind of been pretty weird because you have like the Mavericks really struggling. Then meanwhile, you have like Cleveland and the Magic are like really, really off to a good start. And we had said a great thing when we were texting back and forth about it, how teams that have like continuity might actually be better this year than others because of the shortened season and the off season things. And like, I think the magic are a, you know, thing of that. that yeah. I think, I think Sacramento too. Sacramento is like three and one or something. I just think they have the exact same team as last year. Like they didn't change anything. And so I just think they know where to be and where to go. So I think to really make real assumptions about this stuff and real make declarations, we have to see these teams get played a second time because you get a scouting report and you, you know, learn their tendencies. I don't think this hot start will, will last for some teams. And I think the slow start will work itself out for some. So I think, you know, any like bold statements will have to wait a little bit. Yeah. Um, a team that in the West, I think that might actually meet the over um, is the Timberwolves. They're at 28 and a half. I think it's going to be really close, but I think they might be able to scrape 30, 32. Um, they just have a lot. It's one of those. I think eventually the talent on that team is going to click between Cat, D'Lo, Anthony Edwards drafted, you know, Jarrett Culver now in another year. Um, they have some nice bench pieces too, but, you know, I just think the lineups have been a little confusing. I remember, I don't know if it was the first or second game they were starting Jake Lehman, and I was like, what is going on here? Yeah. But um, I think there's a good amount of talent on the team, and I think with D'Lo, Culver, and Towns, and then if I think Edwards is going to be kind of up and down, like some nights he's putting in 18 to 20, and then other nights – He's going to be putting in like four or five. We kind of see that look with LaMelo already on the Hornets. Um, but I think they could maybe beat 28 and a half. Yeah, they have the talent to do it. I think with them, I just worry about the West. Like the only team I think that in the whole West where I'd be like, they're definitely winning this game would be the Thunder. And, you know, they, they start a little scrappy, but they're really bad. They're going to win like the 17 games or something. So I think, you know, Minnesota's playing um, – uh, Sacramento or, um, you know, one of the other bottom teams in the league, I'm not positive they're going to win the game. And I think just that just shows you how stacked the West is. Like, every every night's a grind. So, like, if they play Houston, I'm pretty good. I'm going to pick Houston most nights. So, it is a low number, but I'll wait. I'm going to wait and see on that one. But I know what you mean. And then we'll each do one more team. Doesn't matter if it's an over-under. I'll go first, and then you can have a second to kind of look one up, or if you have another one. I have one. Wait, go ahead. Okay. Um. I'm going to go under, and it's going to be the Bulls. They're at 30 and a half. Honestly, I think the Bulls suck. Yeah, me too. Like, I think they are awful. They're on my I, screen They're on my screen right now playing the Wizards, man, and, like, I have it on mute, obviously. And I'm a pretty diehard NBA fan, clearly, and there are some guys running around the court. I'm like, I have no idea who this person is. Like, I just don't – like, I like the Billy Donovan hire because I think he's good at developing young talent, and I do think Kobe White's going to be good. I'm hoping maybe he can get some more out of Laurie Markinen than what we've seen. You know, you had Otto Porter opt back into a terrible contract. Like, I think you and me have different opinions on Zach Levine. I know I'm a little more high on him than you. I just don't know if he fits there. After watching, like, a game and a half of them play this year, I just don't know if he fits what Billy Donovan wants. Like, they said so much, like, 
either young talent or just like guys you're so questionable on and then mix that with like Wendell Carter and these other guys like they're just bad yeah I just don't know what it is but they have been brutal to watch this year I'm with you man the pieces just don't fit you know it doesn't feel right and I I, my my thing is in as much that I think like Levine sucks it's just that that number is just is on on you know he can't fill that fill that expectation I think like you said, him and Porter making that much money as your two and three every day. It just kind of hamstrings you because you don't have that much money to spend elsewhere. And, you know, if Levine was coming off your bench making $10 million and, you know, you could throw him the ball and say, hey, carry us for 10 minutes, that's awesome. But for him to be your guy and your leader and, like, I don't know. I'm with you, man. They just – they might be, like, my least favorite team to throw on right now and watch. I'd rather watch the Thunder. Yeah, I just – like, Zach Levine to me is – a at best like peak is like a third guy on like a win or a playoff team that can like either be a solid starter like you said bench guy yep or he's gonna be on like a championship team just bench like spark or like a fourth guy almost like the Warriors when they had KD Steph Clay and then Draymond was that fourth like if Zach Levine was your third or fourth guy I think that's like ideal but yeah he could do do like what do you think of this? He could do like the hard role in the in the Thunder team that went to the finals when they were all like 20 years old. I think that's like a spot where he could be great. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, but my next team, this is the one I feel most strong about. And then I'm, you know, I, I would have said this before the year, but I'm cheating a little bit because I'm definitely um, affected by the first uh, few games is, is Phoenix over 38 and a half. They look great. Um, they pumped the hell out of the Pelicans the other day. And Booker and Paul didn't even really score. Everyone else was doing everything. They were getting the ball. Chris Paul, man, just he's a well-oiled machine. To give him a week with your roster, and like they're getting wide open looks. Everyone's moving out the ball. Um, Mikael Bridges looks like he's he's a real real player, um, real good starter in this league. Um, Aiton keeps getting better, and then Paul and Booker in your backcourt is really really tough to defend. I just they're my favorite team to watch right now, and I think they're I think they clear thirty eight and a half pretty easily. Yeah, I agree, and I think Jay Crowder pickup was kind of an underrated offseason Definitely. signing. Definitely. He's been great off the bench for them, um, and it's actually funny. Um, you know, they opt to not bring back Kaminsky. He signs elsewhere and then gets cut, and now he comes back, like, cheaper. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> like, James Jones, take a bow, get him back cheaper. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, uh, no, Cam, I agree. Cam Johnson too. I like Cam Johnson a lot. He's good. Yeah, I agree though. I mean, Chris Paul has been a great fit. I think the thing with Chris Paul too is I think he's old enough now that I think when he first got to the Rockets, he was still going back and forth with Harden a little bit about who was going to be the guy come crunch time and whatnot. Yeah. But Chris Paul now I think is full. I'm going to let Devin Booker do his thing. If I need to take over, I can. But he's been letting Booker cook and then just the pick and rolls and – the passing he's been getting to eight and has been unreal, but I completely agree with you on the over for that. Yeah, I, I just think if I, if I can say anything through the that I know through the season, it's that that bubble run wasn't a fluke. You know, they're they're here. Yeah, and they're well coached too. Yeah, I really like Williams a lot. Um, so we're gonna go into our top ten power forwards now. So after this, we're only gonna have centers to do. Um, last time we did small forwards, I had KD on my list. Obviously, you're gonna have KD on this one, so it's gonna be a little bit different. Um, we'll start off again like we usually do. Honorable mentions. Who are the first few guys you have, like, just outside the top ten? Uh, Jaron Jackson I like a lot. Um, he hasn't even played yet, so I couldn't I couldn't really even think about putting him up. But I think he'll definitely be one of those guys that's there in the next few years. Um, I love Tobias Harris off, man. I just 
just not a fan. Like, I think the contract really like um, affects my perception of him, but um, I just don't like. He's so intent on putting the ball down outside of a wide open three and dribbling into the foul line for a contested shot with Embiid is standing there. It drives me insane. Um, and you know, those are the, pretty much the two guys I left off at the very end. Yeah, I left off Harris as well. One guy I left off, and you may or may not disagree. I'm not really sure. Um, I left Blake Griffin off. I didn't. I didn't. I still I, I like Blake a lot, but I, I know I, I get it though. Yeah, and I actually I do have Jaron Jackson on mine. He's pretty low on it, but and like him, it's just because he's injured right now. Griffin, like super talented for me, it's just he cannot stay healthy. When he's healthy, he's great, but like I just. He's been injured so many times. I just couldn't put him on my list. Yeah, no, I get it. And I think – and this might say something about him, I guess. But I, I think if he was on a good team, he'd be playing. I think, But I think they're like, why bother? Which I, I'm just making that up. You know, I'm just guessing. But I don't know. I don't know if it makes it better or worse. Yeah, really. All right, I'll, I'll let you start first. Who's your number 10? P.J. Tucker. Um, there are some guys that we talked about just now even that are probably more talented than him. But he's a dog. Uh just does everything they need him to do, and he'll make it open corner three. Yeah, I think P.J. Tucker, I don't have him on my list, but I could definitely see why he'd probably be one of the guys I have right outside as well. Um, when the Rockets went to, like, the small ball lineup, like, I was pretty concerned at first because, like, they were pretty much running Tucker at the five. But, like you said, like, he, he just handles zone, and, like, he could have a guy that's, like, three, four inches on him or just, like, stronger than him, but, like, he just – plays basketball the right way and he'll box you out and you know he'll get in your face and talk shit and yeah he's a he's a good guy he's one of those guys that you love him if you're on your he's on your team but you hate him if you have to play against him he's the same type of player as like a pet beverly yeah there's I, i'm six three and you know but i played on the perimeter a lot because i i'm not the strongest dude and i'm telling you man, like there's nothing worse than like playing the stretch four and having like a brick shit house for like playing against you. And he's just like welcoming it. And he's like getting gets underneath you and like, he won't let you move him. And it's those guys take it so personally. They're so annoying. <laughs> it's like, it's just a headache. Yeah. Um, I have Jaron Jackson at 10. I think I'd have him a little bit higher if he wasn't injured. Yeah. Um, I love, I love him. I just, I just have, you know, it's just, it's early. Yeah. Um, I think him and Ja are going to be great. Obviously it sucks that Ja got hurt. Um, but I think that's going to be a team. I think like them and the Pelicans and the Mavericks are like the three kind of young and up and coming teams in the West. Um, and I just really was impressed with his game. And like, I honestly thought his first couple years, he was going to like take a little bit more time to adjust. He kind of just got right into it. And like, I didn't see too much like setback with him. Like I thought he just kind of was a plug and play NBA player. And you don't see that too often with some of these young guys, especially at like the power forward center position when they're going up against guys like LeBron, AD, um, those guys in the Western Conference. Like I thought he stepped in and held his own for most of those games when he played against those guys. But I agree. I agree. And I can't, I can't believe how good his jump shot is already. Yeah. He's honestly like him and Bam kind of play a similar, I think Bam like has a better handle, but if Bam could like get a consistent, like I think Jackson's jump shots actually a little bit more consistent than Bam's is right now. Yeah, I agree. Um, but those are kind of not exactly the same player, but like same time of type of like up and coming talent with like similar position and body type. So I'm guessing you have Bam coming up. I just realized that I consider him a five. So that's good. I know I have him as a five too. Oh, okay. Okay, cool. Yep. Um, who do you have at nine? I have Siakam. Um, 
I would have thought that myself was crazy a year ago today if I said this to myself. But, man, he's just dropped off the face of the earth. I don't know if it's mental or what. Even when he does score, you know, he's going to give you 20, but he doesn't get to the foul line ever anymore. He doesn't pass. There's never an assist number that's higher than one or two. Um, you know, they – you know, Lowry's still my guy, but I think they really miss um, Ibaka and Gasol just to facilitate stuff, you know, that from guys that aren't their guards because he – Every time he – and, like, look, he's still really, really athletic. And I'm not, like, quitting on him completely. But they've been really disappointing ever since he's been the only guy. And, you know, the, the Boston series last year was, like, kind of worrisome. I thought, like, maybe he, something was, like, really wrong in his head. Seriously, like, not even trying to be funny. And then so far this year, they're 0-4. Um, and he just he – just, if he's your best player, I think you're in real trouble. And I think Lowry is their best player, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Um I do. I think he's on my list. Well, he's, I have him one spot higher. Um, I have Kevin love at nine. Um, it's another, he's been injured the past few years when he plays same type of thing. I think he's, he plays more of a role than Blake Griffin does. Like Blake Griffin, obviously I think can score more than him and is like more athletic, but Kevin love just does like all the little things, probably still one of the best passing big men in the game. Um, I really wish he just was out of Cleveland now. Like, I do respect that he signed the deal to stay in Cleveland, even though he kind of knew it was going to go downhill. But I would love to see him on, like, a playoff contender. Even if I think we talked about, like, the Warriors adding a player like him, um, I think would make a huge difference. But, uh, yeah, I think he a few years ago he would have been higher. Right now I just have him at nine. Yeah, I have I have love coming up. Um, my eight is Blake, uh, who we talked about briefly. I just um, couldn't leave him off. I, I know why you did. But when he does play, when he is engaged, um, he's still, you know, a really good passer. The jump shot's coming along a little bit, but he's a really good dribbler for his size. He's really athletic, obviously. And I just think it's really hard for him to muster up. First of all, they're probably trying to move him, um, which I guess not playing him doesn't help his value very much. But um, Detroit is just a hellhole right now. So I think it's tough to judge. But I think if you were just going on talent, um, you know, I had to put him in there. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I get what you're saying. I Like I said, I mean, I left him off just because of the injuries, but all the things you said I think are correct. Um, I had Siakam at eight. Um, like you said, like I remember before the playoffs started, I was watching first take, I think, and like Kendrick Perkins and all these other guys talking about how Siakam was a top like five to ten player in the league. And I'm just like, oh, like he's had a good year. Yeah, let's pump the brakes. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, they get into the playoffs and he just like OG out of had a better playoff than him. I thought like, it just, yeah, the, the, Celtics, the Celtics just took away that little spin move he does. And he was stuck. Like he was stuck. I, I couldn't believe what I was watching. Yeah. I just like, he's obviously still a good player. Um, Toronto kind of off to a slow start this year of two. I think they're like two and two or one and two, something. I think they're four. Oh, really? Yeah, but they've played four really good teams, so I will say that. But yeah, they're 0 4. Okay. Uh, I haven't paid too much attention to them. I just Yeah, they're not, they're not they're not a great watch either. They kind of just do their thing, but we've I've watched a lot of Toronto the last few years. They, there's something missing. Yeah, and I think, you know, obviously Kawhi leaving hurts. I think with when Kawhi was there, Siakam was just chilling because he was kind of that third guy. Yeah. That no one kind of expected and now he's like the guy cuz Lowry's getting older. Like, he's still the veteran – or, like, Lowry's still, like, the voice and the leader of that team. But, like, I feel like everyone was kind of like, all right, Siakam's going to be the go-to number one scorer and stuff. And, like, he just has not been it yet. 
Yeah, like I watched I watched him play the Philly the other night, and Toronto pretty much outplayed him the whole game, and it took Philly three solid minutes to take the game over and win it. And I and I was thinking about Siakam the whole time. I looked at his box score, and the way Toronto moves the ball, I think it's almost impossible for you to have zero assists for playing that much. And he had zero assists and zero free throws. I was just like, that's not going to do it. Yeah, that's insane. Who do you have at number seven? Uh, this is where I have love. Okay. Um, love Kevin Love. He's he's awesome. Really great shooter. Really good. I mean, there's nothing better than love seeing a guy leak out, grabbing a rebound, and firing at 80 feet down the court. He's he's the best ever I've ever I've ever seen at it. Um, like you said, he's just kind of middling there. Um, he's a guy that I think we'll hear a lot about around February. Just rumors, yeah. rumors and stuff. Yeah, I think a playoff team that's probably maybe in that four or five range if they think they can make a leap up. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they try to make a run at him. Um, yeah, like I said before, his outlet ability is just, like, off the charts. It's really fun. Yeah, it's, like, insane sometimes, like, some of the passes he makes. When he had LeBron, um, when it was him and LeBron, man, when LeBron would leak out, he'd hit him on a rope like he was a quarterback. It was crazy. Yeah, it's just insane. Um, I have number seven. I have LaMarcus Aldridge. Oh wow! Okay, that's a name I didn't have on my list. Yeah, um, I, I I probably missed on that one though. You're right. He's still he's still good. He's still good. I think he's just one of those guys, like because he's so on that team alone right now. Like you, Deshante Murray, who's coming off injury, and like he's still a young, good point guard. You know, they drafted Trey Jones, Lonnie Walker's kind of building. We've talked about him a little bit. Keldon Johnson. Keldon Johnson's interesting. Yeah, and then you know, Rudy. Yeah, Rudy Gay, DeMar DeRozan, like, still there. Like, Alder's still that guy, though, that just, like, out of nowhere – or, like, not out of nowhere, but he kind of just silently averages, like, 18 and 10. Like, steady. He's steady. Yeah. Like, like you said about Cleveland, they have, like, a weird mix of veterans and young guys. I think the Spurs, even more to a, even to a bigger extreme, have the same thing, where it's, like, real, real kids who are raw as hell, and then, like, three veterans who are just, like, not flashy and steady, and DeMar and Aldridge and Rudy Gay. Also, just want to say, it was super amped last night when Popovich got ejected and Becky Hammond got to coach. Yeah, that was super cool. awesome. That was cool. So, uh, Pop's the man. I think he does that stuff on purpose sometimes. I think Hammond's going to be a future coach. I think she's going to be the first NBA women head coach. I don't know when it's going to be, but I think she's going to deserve it eventually. I still, I think she already deserves it, but she'll get there eventually. I think. I agree. I think if she doesn't have one by the time Pop goes, I think Pop would like demand that they she gets a shot on the way out. Yeah, hundred percent. Who do you have at six? Uh, Zion. Okay. Um, he's already such a force, man. Like Ingram's got the numbers, and they they won their first game, I think, and then they've kind of t- tapered off. But uh, I just don't know how you keep him off the glass. Like he's gonna, they're gonna get so many of their own misses, and him and Steve Adams together are really hard to box out. Um, the jumper might not come. But I don't think it really matters because he he's he's got a, like an actual crossover for his size, which is nuts. Um, still going to make a lot of mistakes on defense. Still flat footed, but you know he's twenty years old. I'm not going to ask too much. He's just really fun to watch. The way he gets up, the way he can like dribble and and lead lead a break on his own. Um, he just reminds me of young Blake with like a little bit more weight to him. Yeah, um, I have Zion one higher at um, five, so I'll talk about him in a second. Um, I don't know if you're going to completely agree or disagree with this, and I also don't know if you have him as a center or not. I don't think he is because of Capella being there, but I have John Collins there. Oh, really? Yeah. 
I just think something about his game when I watch him play just like stands out to me. And he's not like he's not a player that's gonna like I feel like drop 20, 30 on your head at any given time. I just kind of think he fits the role for Atlanta really well. I think he's outstanding on the boards. And like I think he just silently like chips away like in the paint and like is a good shot blocker, is a big defensive presence. Like I think he's like actually a pretty big key if like Atlanta wants to be like good going forward. No, that's a great call. I guess I could, I guess I consider him a five because because like the way they played last year. But they, on this year's team, you're right. He's he's definitely a four. Um, yeah, I mean it's kind of like the Durant thing. Like this year, Durant's definitely a four. And I yeah, mean, yeah, I yeah. Had, no, it's it's a good call because you know he's going to play very because they just drafted that kid from USC too. Is going to be another five. So Collins will be all the four splitting him minutes with Gallo. But I. I I like him a lot too, man. He's he's he, I'm really interested because he's on a, on a uh, contract year, so yeah. I, know been, I know they've been trying to move him because I don't think they can afford to pay him the max, which is what he's asking for. And you know, at first at first glance, you say there's no way he's a max player, but he he might be, man. He's really good. A certain team might get desperate and pay him. Yeah, for sure. Um, who do you have at five or at yeah five? So I have KP. Um, you could, I guess you could say he's a five-two. I guess if you want, but he plays on the perimeter so much that I had him as a four. Um, he's just got all the talent in the world. We all know he can't stay on the court, but when he does play, um, rim, rim protector, amazing shooter. Um, you know, he's not very fast, but he's just he's seven-three, man. I mean, you can't really you can't teach that kind of stuff. Yeah, I I would have him as a center, but like I said, this is kind of all. Like I said, it really just depends on your opinion. But um, yeah. I think that also makes our list a little more interesting and fun when we're talking about it, too. But, yeah. yeah, KP, like, I think, like, once he comes back, I think you'll see the Mavericks take a little bit of a leap. But, yeah, if he can – if he just is able to stay on the court, I think is going to be his biggest thing. I just think sometimes, like, those big players, like, even Zion, I'm a little concerned about in the future. Um, if, for some reason, injuries start to tile up on him, like it kind of did at Duke. But – yeah, I mean, KP is all-world. Uh, he's super good. I really loved his game. I don't know, like, I still can't believe, like, why the Knicks were, like, like, everyone laughed at the Knicks for making that pick, and they actually hit, and then they just, like, gave him away for, like, nothing. I know. In in, in Dallas, him and Powell have, are both, I think, pretty good, and they played so few minutes together because they both keep getting hurt that. If they could ever get two straight months of both those guys playing, I think then they really would take a leap, but I just don't know if it's going to happen. Yeah. Um, I have Zion at five. I think he's – I mean, like you already said, he's just – his ability with the handle already is insane. I mean, I was obviously watching the Heat-Pelicans game on Christmas, the first game some Heat fan. And, you know, the Heat were just like – they started off slow – they went on, like, a huge run and were just, like, annihilating the Pelicans. Like, they were up, I think, by, like, 24, 25 at one point. And I feel like when teams do that, they start just, like, jacking up threes to, like, try to get back in it. Like, the Pelicans literally just gave the Zion ball, uh, the ball to Zion for, like, six minutes straight. And he was just bodying past heat defenders, getting, like, and ones to the free throw line, shooting well from the free throw line. And, like, he got the lead back down to, like, seven, eight in a matter of, like, five minutes. And I was like, Holy shit! <laughs> yeah, his the way he moves at his at his size, like his control with the ball is really impressive. He's never out of control. He finishes well with both hands around the rim. You know what I mean? Yeah, honestly, I know the Pelicans are two and two right now. Um, I think the Pelicans could be like legit. Like Bi 
has been unreal this year. Zion's having a great year. Alonzo's playing a lot better. He was a player I talked about, and you were kind of a wait and see on with him too. Um, he's been playing pretty good. Their bench has been producing with JJ, Josh Hart, those guys. And I think they've they're kind of like Toronto. I think they've played some tough teams. I think they then they lost pretty badly to maybe Charlotte yesterday. <coughs> maybe it wasn't Charlotte, but um, Phoenix. Phoenix or Phoenix, yeah. But I mean, Phoenix is a good team. So like, I think if they can like put it together and like Stephen Adams, another piece. Um, Eric Bledsoe is kind of forgotten, and he he kind of fits weird with Lonzo, but it's actually been okay so far to a certain degree. Um, but I think they're really interesting, and I like like the three of. Zion, Zoe, and B.I. Yeah, no, I I like Stan a lot, too. I just always have, so I kind of root for them. But um, I just don't know if they can stretch the floor with enough shooting when Reddick's off the court. But um, Ingram keeps firing. Ingram keeps getting better and better at shooting, so maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm, I'm just really high on them. I think, they're, I think they might be the team that I left off that are going to steal the Warriors spot for a playoff spot at the end. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, so at four, I have Sabonis. Yep. Um, he's awesome. And like every single year I, I, I put the Pacers too low. And then within a week, I'm like, that was stupid. Um, they're just consistent. He's their best player now. I think that's pretty clear. It's not Oladipo. It's not Turner. Um, it's him. You, you know, the other day, you know what I liked? He, they're playing Boston. I don't know if you saw this. But every single person now with the clock running down takes this dumb step back and fires the ball 20 feet in the air. He just went right to the rim and got a game winner. Like he's really forceful. Um, he's agile. He can guard fours and fives. Uh, good passer. I just I, he's become a really good player. Yeah, I also have him at four. Um, I'll continue to say it. I know the Heat swept the Pacers in the playoffs this year. If Sabonis played, I think that series easily goes six or seven games. Like he's just that much yep. of a game changer for them. Especially, especially with Bam, no one guard Bam. You know, he's that guy that can do it. One of the few guys that can do it. Yeah, exactly. And I think he fits well with Turner and Warren in like the front court. I don't think they're, I don't know if they really want to hold on to Turner. I'm not really sure yet on that. Oladipo kind of wants his way out. So I don't really know what the Pacers' whole plan is going forward. But all I know is I'd be building around Sabonis for sure. Yeah, I think they know, I think they know Brogdon and Sabonis and everything they're working on. Uh, Who do you have at three then? Okay. I, this is this was really tough, and I don't mean to be controversial, but I could not put him higher than this. I have Giannis at three. Um, he's amazing. I'm not going to say he should not have won MVP, but you know the playoff bad taste in my mouth two years in a row. Um, when the when the defense packs it in towards the end of the game, then when you hear who's no one and two, I don't think it's as crazy. But um, the jumper is just not there. I don't think it's coming. Like he's still airballing free throws. And now I'm nitpicking. I'm not trying to say he's not amazing because he's, he's amazing. Um, he's complete, like, downhill train that will dunk on your head. He'll rebound and play defense, all that stuff. But um, he does have a flawed game, and I don't think he's going to fix the flaws anytime. They're going to have to live with it, and they're going to have to build around him in the, in the correct way where um, they, can, they can cover up for it. You know, I think they're trying with Drew, but they haven't exactly come out firing on all cylinders either. Yeah, um, I have Giannis one higher or two. That's also because I had KD on my last list. Um, I have Draymond at three on mine. I know that's probably really controversial, um, for at least for a lot of NBA fans. But I think just what you've seen from the Warriors so far this season, and you look back on like their championship teams or whatever, I honestly don't know. I mean, with KD there, I think they still do. But the first championship, if Draymond's not there, I don't know if they win 
like title. And I think they the seventy three and nine season. I will still like take it to the grave that if he didn't get suspended, they would have beat the Cavs in that series. Um, like, I, I agree. Just, I agree with everything you just said. I completely co-sign it. Um, I'm just going to come clean. He has not played in so long that I just totally forgot. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd have him right behind Sabonis probably. Um, I kind of see it with him a little bit more because I think he has lost his stuff. But, um, dude, the the year that Durant's – the Toronto year. No, 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 no. The year that Portland went to the Western Conference Finals and got swept by the Warriors, um, Durant didn't play. He was hurt, remember? And Draymond mm-hmm. was the best player on the court. Draymond was unbelievable. And that wasn't yeah. even that long ago. Like he's he way he rebounds the ball and just leads the break on his own, and he's the best passer on that team. He's he's incredible. Yeah, and actually, I was listening to Old Man and Three JJ Reddick's podcast, and he described Draymond Green like perfectly when he was talking about the Pelicans Heat game and how when they got like an offensive rebound, they immediately knew where Duncan Robinson was for a th- like a wide open three. He's like, Draymond's the same way in the Warriors as far as whenever Draymond gets a board, he knows immediately where, like, staff click. He just – his basketball IQ is insane. Yeah, for sure. And, like, they, they have such good shooters that teams always will send a hedge at, at Clay or Steph, and so they always, you know, pass to Draymond. And then he'll have, like, a three-on-two going downhill, and he'll always make the right decision. There's almost no – you know, Bam is getting there, but there's almost no big men in the league that can do that without slowing down your offense. And he was always keeping at the same speed. He wouldn't turn it over and he'd either finish by himself or he'd make the perfect pass every single time. And it's, you know, they, he's, I'm not going to say he's better than Claire's stuff, but he's as important to what they do when they were, when they were really humming. Absolutely. Like I completely agree with everything you just said. And the other thing too, is he's another guy that like you hate playing against him, love having him on your team. I also love that he could, like there's a stretch in the playoffs, I think two years ago, where he was like 0 of 17 or like 2 of 17 from three. And there was like a big shot in game five when the game was like close. And like Draymond is like no hesitation. Like if he is an open three, like he'll still shoot it, even yeah. though he knows he's not a great three-point shooter. And like I like that, um, especially because he has the confidence knocking it down. But I mean, and then like Giannis, I'll kind of just transition right into Giannis because he's my number two. I agree with everything you just said. Uh, he just – you look at the superstars now and like it's the same kind of thing I've talked about with Ben Simmons with you, except Ben's like, I think his passing ability makes him different than Giannis. Like I don't think Giannis is nearly as good of a passer and like he can just get downhill and has a better handle than Giannis. But until you can like, especially for someone at his position, like Simmons is lucky because he kind of plays the point guard more than Giannis does. Um, They just I don't know, man. He's got to get a shot. I just don't know what else to say. And, like, I know we nitpick and stuff, but, like, the Heat – or the Bucks beat the shit out of the Heat a few nights ago, and then they played him again yesterday, and, like, Spolster made, like, two adjustments, and, like, I think Giannis scored, like, 20 or something, but, like, he didn't play great. Like, I don't – I really don't know. Yeah, he just, he just leaves you wanting more, and it hasn't been cleaned up. It's the same story for three years now. Yeah, I just – yeah, I really don't have more to say than what you said as well. And I'm assuming that you have AD and KD at one and two. I have AD two, Durant one. Okay. Just because I had to wait and see on Durant, and he looks like the same guy. And, you know, you could – if someone said he's the best scorer they've ever seen in the history of basketball, I wouldn't be like, you're wrong. I mean, I, mean, I might pick someone else, but he's 
seven feet tall, he crosses you over and buries a three in your face. So you're like, I don't know who else could ever do that. Like everything we're saying that we want Giannis to do, Durant does it, but he's not just good at it. He's incredible at it. Uh, it's crazy. Watching Durant when he's cooking is unlike anything else in basketball. Yeah. And like I have, if I would have had Durant also at one, if I had put him on power forwards, I really, and like, I know a lot of people would hate this because I think they're kind of tired of seeing like LeBron staff, LeBron, KD, like all these finals matchups. But I truly do want to see like LeBron and KD in the finals because like LeBron has AD as a sidekick, KD as Kyrie, pretty similar, like not like similar benches, but like I think the Nets have a little bit better bench. But now with Dinwiddie out, I think it's more even. Yep. I just want to see like LeBron and KD go at it one on one when the teams are pretty much even. Like when we saw Cleveland and, you know, the cat or the Cavs go at it with Kyrie and Kevin Love banged up or not playing as well. Like obviously the Warriors are going to win. And then like when they played him with like George Hill and that, like obviously that's stupid. Yeah. Um, and then like the Heat beat Durant in the finals when like OKC was just really young and obviously they had three superstars and him, Wade, and Bosch. Like I just want like the last time we had seen KD like in the finals, LeBron didn't make the playoffs because he got hurt and like it was his first year in the Lakers and he's the best player in the world. And then LeBron pretty much le- reclaimed that throne after everyone thought it was everyone was going to say it was Kawhi. So I'm just waiting for those two to kind of be on a collision course. Then Anthony Davis is just obviously all world. Like he's my number one on my list. He's not your number two. Like he's like if there wasn't a Kevin Durant, like Anthony Davis is probably the best big man in the game right now. Yeah, he's crazy. You know he. He can pull up in, from a full sprint and, and hit a three now. It, it's just like, I don't know what you're supposed to – and then his post moves are amazing. He's got just such good touch for how big he is. And then he's probably one of the best defensive players in the league too. Yeah. It's just nice now that – I think it's – last year was a little tougher because there were so many big-name players hurt. Now that they're all kind of back and things are starting to go, obviously Clay's out still. Um, I think it'll be better when he gets back. So I think that it'll make the West even more insane. Um, but yeah, I think KD is just all oh, world. I'm actually like kind of surprised at how well he's looked so far. Yeah, me too. But that's pretty much going to do it for this one. When we come back again um, in a few weeks, we'll do our top 10 centers. We'll be able to kind of talk a little bit more about the season. Cause like we've been saying, it's only, you know, four or five games in. I think once we get to like the 10, 15, we'll have a little bit rougher of an idea of where teams are at. Um, some of our like picks about MVP, how are how the rookies are looking stuff. Maybe we'll talk about the rookies a little bit more um, next episode. Who's looking good? Who's not? And uh, a little more along those lines. All right, man. Sounds good. Happy New Year. Yep. Happy New Year to you too, and everyone listening. And thank you for tuning in English Encore Podcast, Buffalo's favorite sports channel.